Welcome to The Golden Shadow. My name is Lisa Polizzi. And I'm Aaron Rogerson. And today we are diving deeper into dreams and how to work with them in a series. Dreams are manifestations of unconscious content, fragments of psychic activity that weave together in symbolic form. If you pay attention to your dreams over a period of time, you begin to see patterns, recurring imagery, and themes that speak to the greater narrative of your life. So, Aaron, what are your thoughts on dreams and their evolution as a series? This is round two. We yeah. already talked about dreams we did. in episode six, I think it was. Something like that. We should, we should know our episodes <laughs> better. Uh, but this is our second round. We're going to dive a little bit deeper yeah. into this interesting realm, hmm. uh, specifically the concept of the dream series yeah. or the ways in which dreams might be linked together with common themes or mm-hmm. patterns or imagery that may evolve over time to yeah. reflect some change within you. Yeah, this is a particular focus uh, for the Jungian perspective of working with dreams. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of other lineages that do the same thing, but um, if you if you read kind of Jungian material, you'll see the focus of dream series because it really allows you to catch these glimpses of what's occurring nightly and and how these things are kind of shifting and changing, you know, week over week. And, and suddenly uh, there's new insights that really come from recognizing these patterns. Right. And it's important that we kind of remind ourselves what we are talking about and what we're not talking about. A, mm. a dream is um, the ego shifting we go yeah. to sleep and the unconscious kind of comes more to the surface mm-hmm. and sort of starts to express itself. Yeah. And the ego sort of steps aside, but not completely. So yeah, it's not yeah. from the dream ego that you, you yeah. remember your dreams. You're still there. There's still right. a feeling of, of I and me experiencing yeah. things that is very, um, um, you know, descriptive of the ego having the mm-hmm. autobi- uh, autobiographical experience right. and right. the story. Um, but, but that, that continuity is like totally out the window when you dream. <laughs> right. There's a lot of things happening when you dream where you might find yourself like on an airplane mm-hmm. and then on top of a mountain. Yeah. You, you don't seem to think, well, that's kind of strange. Like, Why just, am I here? Yeah. Um, but dreams, uh, they show us things and these mm-hmm. things, they show us these, these containers that seem mythological often. Yeah. Um, it's important that we understand that all these things are, are, Exactly that. They're mythological. Mm. Even though you might have uh, your mother in your dream, you should refrain from interpreting that too literally to say the dream is clearly about my mother in real life. And this means that I need to do something with my mother in real life. Um, Your mother might just be a container, Mm. a container of safety or um, nurturance or uh, creative energy Mm. or Mm -hmm perhaps something else maybe you have a bad relationship with your mom and said she's this this dragon that you know (laughs) might devour you and we're looking at dreams through an archetypal framework right um and it's important to remember that yeah and that um dreams are not necessarily telling us what we should and should not do Mm -hmm. we shouldn't look at interpreting dreams as being obviously this means this and obviously i have to do this yeah it's much more foggy than that right and um there's so much power and the ability to have this connection to the unconscious to let mm. it express itself, let it, let it speak right. and to listen. But we have to be careful in imagining that the unconscious is really sending us a very explicit message. Yeah. yeah. Um, always keeping that autonomy and power of decision um, in your own hands, but recognizing that like as you sleep, you know, what's being expressed is also a part of your psyche and your experience. And so, 
come into relationship with it, understand how it might be reflecting parts of, you know, what's going on for you presently and hold that tension of uncertainty. Like you can't truly really know what your dreams mean. So this is just like our best guess. Right. Um, And, you know, certainly kind of ground into the reality that all of these weird images and symbols are going to come forward. And as Aaron was mentioning, it's like, we don't want to, we don't want to interpret things too literally, but there is like that, that delicate balance between the objective and subjective nature of dreams, which is like you dreamt of your mom, you know, it might not be a commentary on your mother herself, but something symbolic, but maybe sometimes it does represent her because you guys just had like an argument and maybe the dream is kind of showing like a different viewpoint through that. So it's up to you as the the individual dreamer to really have uh, that sense of self-discernment and and really orient towards the dream kind of um, wanting to unfold the story rather just jumping to conclusions. Right. So what we're going to do here now is that Alyssa has three dreams that mm-hmm. are real dreams that she really had <laughs> yeah. in succession. And these, as silly as they might seem. <laughs> right, right. Um, these happened this year? Yes. Within the last six months? Yes, yeah, starting in April. Okay. And uh, we're going to walk through each of these dreams one by one. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the dreams individually. Yeah. And then at the end, we're going to think about how they might be linked. Mm-hmm. What's the pattern here? Yeah. What does it mean? And how is the dreamscape evolving over time yeah. to reflect your path of, indivi- uh, path of individuation mm-hmm. or your changing inner world? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. Um, and you could go on and on. Definitely. For hours and hours with these dreams, but we're going to keep it relatively brief. Mm-hmm. And we're not doing my dreams because we found them to be too disorienting and <laughs> uh, not, as, not as interesting as Alyssa's dreams. And maybe we'll do that in a different episode. Yeah. But for now, yeah. these are Alyssa's unconscious contents spilling forth, and she's going to read them herself. I'm running down the street from my house and a dark and threatening entity is chasing me. It feels hopeless, like I'm being toyed with and escape will be impossible. As I'm running, it shoots something at my leg. There is a sense that it will paralyze me and yet I continue to run. Suddenly, there are three animals running with me. Two of them are large wolves or possibly huskies, one black and one white, and there is a smaller third dog that seems to be wounded or malformed. I'm holding that dog's collar as I run. Suddenly, I become fairly lucid in the dream and realize that I can turn around and interact with the entity giving chase. I stop, turn around, and can't really tell what is there. The entity is formless in a way. I ask it, what does it want of me? And it doesn't answer. I demanded a reply, and it did not give me one. I turn from the entity and continue running with the three animals. This is a powerful dream. (laughs) Um, This is more symbolic and beautiful mm. than I would say most of my dreams are, <laughs> which seems sort of demented and sloppy compared to this. But this is there's a lot of beauty in here. Mm. Um, running with wolves. Yeah. The black and white wolf. Right, right. The coloring. I'm glad that I wrote that down. Mm. 
point number one for everyone listening, like write down those little details because those are symbols in themselves, right? Right, especially when you write, when you first wake up from the dream, you might even realize the significance of yeah. some of these symbols, but you come back later, mm. like we're doing now, yeah. months later, and it's yeah. like you might think of something that you hadn't thought before. Yeah. Or you might yeah. see a pattern in the following dreams mm-hmm. in the series and yeah. say, there's this black and white thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is that dynamic that's going on with the coloring of these animals, but also that there's like different kinds, which I remember when I woke up from this dream being like, what's, what was with that weird little one that was all messed up, which, you know, I don't know what you're thinking, Aaron, but for me, just, I think like really expresses a lot of like inner wounding for me. Yeah. It depends. It depends what the animals represent to you. So there's, there's a, a dark entity chasing you. Yeah. This seems pretty obvious to represent the shadow right definitely um i don't know what else i could really mean to you but Um, clearly you're running away from something yeah you don't want to look at it it's behind you right that's the shadow yeah the thing that we do not want to face like pretty hands down across the board when people dream of like something giving chase it's like shadow material Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um what what i find interesting in this dream though is, you know, and I, and I remember when I had this dream for some time, a few months before that I had been being chased in dreams that had been going on. And I remember thinking in kind of like waking life that like, okay, Alyssa, if you have another one of these dreams, just like figure out what's chasing you, turn around. You might be able to just plant that idea in your head and maybe like the dream ego will do it. And then, you know, in this dream it happens and so it's kind of odd what happens after that. Right. So you're terrified of this thing. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's going to shoot you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're afraid that it's going to paralyze you. Yeah. And that's how the shadow feels to us. Yes. And something yeah. that will consume us and right. we just alive and we have to keep running. Yeah. Like just keep running, even though even though that's exhausting. Um, the animals that run with you, the, the, you have a special relationship with wolves. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's I don't probably... know if that's been brought up in previous podcasts or not, but I don't Alyssa think so. likes wolves a lot. <laughs> she really likes dogs a dogs, lot, yeah. but only a certain kind of dog. <laughs> so she really she really likes beautiful, husky, wolf-like dogs, and she really hates all their dogs <laughs> and find, finds them to be ugly. <laughs> So it's interesting I, I, I like like you know dog breeds that really seem very natural and not overly bred. I think that's the problem. As like opposed to like abominations, like <laughs> that have been like chihuahuas. It's legs. like I can't believe you're still like ninety eight percent wolf. Like what right. happened? Your bulging eyes and your little body. You're so weak right. and sad. It makes me feel sad. Yes, hate, hate <laughs> is a strong word. I'm exaggerating a little bit when yeah, I say that. Melissa hates all their dogs. But she has an affinity for wolves. Yes, yes, yeah. And there's two wolves in the stream yeah. that are running with you. Mm-hmm. And so there's strength. There's guardians, mm, Yeah, perhaps. guardians, yeah. Maybe yeah. they represent different sides of um, the self mm-hmm. or the Jungian self or sure. something like that. The things that's going to guide you to mm-hmm. ascent to become the person that you're meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps, but spirit animals. Yeah. You know, we have this notion that's pretty stereotypical. In, in our culture, you know, mm-hmm. like the spirit animal, the guardian animal, yeah. the, the power animal. And that seems pretty clear that this is what this is. Yeah, I think that uh, the wolf has just kind of like slowly come more and more into my life over the last like, I don't know, five or six years or so. And um, it's become a recurring dream symbol for me that is 
certainly, I love the word you used, guardian. I think the wolf or like this kind of husky-like dog will often show up for me in a way that is revitalizing or I feel a lot of power from it. Um, it sometimes feels like it's guiding me out of a situation. And in this case, with this dream, you know, I'm running alone at first and um, I'm trying to get away from this entity. And then um, the three animals show up mm-hmm. and I am kind of like pulling one, this more wounded version of, of, of an animal, of, a, of the dog, you know, by the collar, which is interesting because mm-hmm. the wolves are, you know, un, untamed. They're still wild. There's this right. deeply kind of instinctual uh, element to it, specifically being like these type of more wolf-looking uh, dogs, and they don't have collars. But this other one is like it's more trapped and it's it's and it's wounded. And I think that's beginning to set up the commentary around some of my dream material, which is basically like my own inner development around a sense of wounding. Right. So the third dog maybe is baby Alyssa, Mm. um, the Alyssa that's kind of scared and sad and wounded from your past that you are carrying around. Mm. You you can't abandon. It's you. It's part of you, but it's almost like this, this thing that is, is dragging you down, slowing you down that you have to take care of. Um, and that's true in all of us. Mm -hmm. It's a, a very, powerful metaphor for all of us is is the the inner child that's afraid and hiding that we carry with us and comes out at inopportune moments and it's almost like if if the the shadow the thing that's chasing you if it gets the little dog Mm. it's all over you can't you can't just leave the little dog behind so it's up to you and the two other dogs just to all stick together yeah yeah and so the all the dogs could represent different sides of you. Yeah. The, the uh-huh. black and white sides, maybe that's sort of like this Ap- uh, Apollonian Dionysian mm, thing mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. the yin yang thing, yeah, yeah, the, side, yeah. the side of you, this this way of fi- striking a balance within mm, you that's mm. really the uh, the whole or complete self that right. sort of has this chaos order balance inside of them, not, yeah. not going t- too far to either side. Right. And the, the wounded baby dog maybe needs to be given some extra assistance and yeah. maybe it'll ascend into a wolf dog eventually a more Hopefully. a more complete version of itself yeah i think another interesting part of this dream is uh the lucidity dynamic um i'm not really much of a lucid dreamer but mm. i will become aware sometimes in my dreams and when it happens i can't I don't know. I don't I don't really know for people who do this dream like how much they can really control things. But for me it's almost just like the dream ego becomes more aware and regular consciousness kind of comes a little bit more online that it allows me to kind of shift something around but not in any crazy way. Like I can just like snap my fingers and now we're in the middle of an ocean. It doesn't quite work like that with me. But in this case, you know, I had this moment of awareness and it was kind of like some part of me remembered, hey, you should turn around and look at the thing and ask it what it wants, which it'd be really nice if it answered. But I I find it most compelling that this unconscious shadow dynamic did not respond and I I remember being um in the first moments of of waking after this dream and just being like like damn it yeah (laughs) I wish I knew (laughs) 
Well, that would be too simple, right? It would be. And that's why I like it, right? right? It's, it's like, like, it's like, shadow, you don't... what do you want? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, Tell I me want... how to integrate you. I want you to do this thing. And you're like, okay, got it. Like shadow integrated. Like, yeah. It's not that simple. No, I love but that. It's the... almost like the smack of the hand from the parents. Like get back in line and, right. you know, do the work. Like you don't want to do the homework. You don't want to study. You can't cheat. It's right. like, get back in it. But and... just the, the act of turning around and the act of asking it a question, yeah. facing the shadow, confronting yeah. the shadow yeah. in itself is already a powerful act. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that means something. And yeah. so I think that act in the dream represents that you are ready to confront yeah. the shadow. You are ready to do what is difficult and painful and mm-hmm. sort of take on this dark traumatized energy within you yeah and it's not simple Mm. but that's that's something just that yeah being able to turn around is better than what we're going to do just by default which is just keep running yeah and i think just as we move into the next few dreams like i think it's always helpful especially if you're doing personal dream interpretation to look at the context of your life and what's happening presently and what are the dynamics that could be fueling um and i think a lot of what these dreams are centered around is certainly moving into a, a pretty new chapter in my life that probably a lot of us have experienced with uh, the pandemic and shelter in place. And mm. for me, like there was like a big change in my everyday and my work and being faced kind of with these new challenges and hurdles that felt really scary, like putting myself out there. I'm like, I'm no longer doing my client work in the community and teaching classes in the community. I have to go online. And I was like really struggling with that at this time, really sort of a lot of fear and uncertainty and not believing in myself enough and just having to face that. Um, So that I think is a lot of what these dreams are speaking to and we'll kind of unpack that a bit more. Do you want to go ahead and read the second dream? This was two months later. Yeah, um, this was in June. So I'm walking through a forest with a small group of individuals. There is a sense that we are in a survival type of situation not just taking a casual stroll through the woods. We come across a dead bear on the path ahead. The group I am with seems worried and frightened, but I feel curious. I walk over to the dead bear and begin removing its hide. I feel a type of reverence for what I am doing. I finish removing the skin, and suddenly it is a wearable coat of the bear's fur and head. I put it on, and the dream ends. Again, really beautiful. <laughs> very, very beautiful dream and uh, so symbolic mm. and powerful. And there's yeah. so much kind of like spirit imagery um, in a typical sense that we find like yeah. very energizing and profound. Mm. And that's just it reflects your dreamscape over over my dreamscape. Yeah. Where it's like I'm like lost in a shopping mall and then like I am being chased by police for some reason and then like I'm eating chocolate and like, you know, none of that is very compelling compared to something like it this. It is compelling and we'll have to do another episode with your dreams because I bet a lot of people will relate to the symbols of your dreams. Perhaps. Okay. Perhaps. All right. But so moving the, on. Moving on. So you're, you're in a forest. I'm in a forest now. Yeah. You're outside. Mm-hmm. Um, the these symbols of nature yeah are always indicative of a feeling of uh creation mm. and complexity yeah. and the unknown which yeah. points further i would say into the unconscious yeah the unconscious yes, realm yes, which is this, this pool of creation this yes. pool of wild energy yeah. that um everything is born from yeah 
um, and to which like everything returns. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. also the kind of energy that feels like can sort of like devour you. Mm-hmm, but the, mm-hmm. the the forest is um, pointing to to a deeper dive, let's say, into the unconscious contents yeah. as opposed to the previous dream, let's say. Yeah. Um, you know, part of dream interpretation is looking at all of these elements, you know, both like the characters that are showing up and the actions and the behaviors that are playing out for you, but also the environment. And sometimes... We don't pay as much attention to that. We think, oh, a forest. Yeah, I'm like just walking through. But there's this way in which the unconscious relates to these dynamics, you know, symbolically and archetypally. And we think about the forest, um, you know, it's like what fairy tale doesn't have like the the heroine or the hero like moving into the deep dark forest you know or venturing Mm -hmm. away from the town you know the forest is a threshold into darkness into this unknown dynamic it's an invitation to explore and discover so for me having this forest come up is very indicative like we're dealing with deep material here and um, I'm kind of venturing through it and it's not just like a fun time situation I'm not just like in the hills near my house it's like I'm in this wild untamed place and that's you know when we discover the bear right and you're with a group of individuals yeah and uh, I, I wonder do you know these people can, um, you, can you identify them I actually just dis- distinctly remember uh, not recognizing any of them. Mm. And I usually often dream a lot about the people that I know. They represent a lot for me. And in this dream, there wasn't anybody that I actually recognized from real life. But having a group of people with you that's that's representative of something as far as perception of um, being part of a collective? Yeah, or yeah. maybe they represent... Um, humanity yeah. in comparison to the forest yeah i think it's sort of the the social yeah known yeah social with known. You. yeah community dynamic especially giving that context of like for me personally starting to move more into this field of being exposed on a on a on a on a stage in the community and um socially in a way that i just wasn't quite prepared for that having Um, me walking through this dream scene with a group of people immediately brings up that feeling of what I'm grappling with, which is like, what is my role and how comfortable do I feel and how do I interact with this, um, this strange environment? Um, It it reflects your work and it's it's an interesting kind of juxtaposition of like the wild unknown with the people who are watching you as you travel through the Mm -hmm. unknown. So not only are you going into this, uh, chaotic territory that you haven't yeah. explored yet you're being watched as you do it mm-hmm. and you are uh on stage as you encounter yeah. this bear yeah which would be different if you were alone there would yeah. be more of this feeling of like no matter what happens there's no eyes on me mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. here it's like humanity is watching you as yeah. you venture forth into this dangerous territory yeah and there's this kind of tension with the group as we start to see the bear um they're kind of frightened or worried or they don't want to get close to it but i feel a draw there's this curiosity and not only and do i want to check it out but like i remember it was almost like i was watching um these things just happen like i just start working with the bear i mean it wasn't gruesome even though i say like mm-hmm. i removed its hide and put its skin on like a coat but there wasn't like blood and guts and it was like really beautiful um right. and kind of poetic 
but um, the, the dead bear. So let's say the bear as an animal. Mm-hmm. You have the wolves in the previous dream. Yes, and you know that doesn't mean the bear and the wolves represent the same thing. Right. That's yeah. we, sh- we shouldn't um, take it that literally. But um, does the dead bear reflect a side of you the same way the wolves reflect a side of you? Yeah. And is this a side of you that is dead? Or mm-hmm. is it a side of you that needs to be reintegrated? Yeah. So the old you is lying on the road mm. and it's time for you to integrate the old you into the yeah. new you. Yeah. And you do that by taking off the fur yeah. and wearing it. Yeah. And so you are now the bear again, yeah. except you're a better bear <laughs> or something or, or improved bear or <laughs> yeah. you are a human bear. Yeah. That is a she bear. A she bear. Yeah. And, uh, so I wondered, how does do you feel like it relates to the wolves in that way, or is it just something entirely different? Would you say? I think, in the sense that, to me, I kind of relate like animals as these expressions of the psyche that are so powerfully instinctual. It's not human, and yet it kind of is. You know, like we we anthropomorphize like animals. We can see them. Mm. Uh, we can see aspects of ourselves in them, and yet they are not us. And there's all of this. Uh, all these ways in which we can relate to them through their typical characteristics and the way that we interact with them as humans. And so to me, there's a really distinct difference between what the wolf represents to me and what like a bear would represent. And uh, just when this dream happened, I never dreamt of bears before that I remember at least. And I was just like, I don't get it. What does the bear mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I like bears. Don't get me wrong. I like, yeah. think they're beautiful. I don't have as much of like a thing for them as I do with wolves. But I, man, if that could be something that's like a foundational pillar of like instinctual power, like wolf and bear, like that's a powerful totem right there. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I desire that. Um, but I don't, I still don't quite understand what it means. And I think that's important to note, like, it's okay not to understand what's going on in the dream and what the symbols are referring to. Right. We really want to know what it we means. Want to know. We also <laughs> want to know, like, I want to know, like, what happens next in the yeah. dream. It's like, yeah. what does it end so abruptly? Yeah. You put on the fur. Now, do the people fear you right are you the bear now and they yeah, run from knows? you or do they make you like the leader of the group right. and it's like okay you are now like this powerful human that yeah. we will follow do you walk into the forest as a bear mm. do the people walk the other way yeah there's all kinds of questions here about what is what is putting on the bear skin mean yeah. for you moving forward yes one thing i'll offer up you know for those listening is that at times when you dream of things that seem pretty like obviously symbolic and archetypal in nature and yet you can't kind of find your own connection to it um amplify it um look in mythology or look in typical symbolism and try and find where does that pattern that archetypal pattern often show up and does anything resonate um, from that pattern into what might be being expressed through you. And one thing I found in a little bit of my research with um, people wearing bear skins mm-hmm. <laughs> is that um, in ancient Greece, um, these young girls who are part of like uh, like an Athenian cult, would go um, into the woods and they would do all of these rituals around Artemis, which actually is like, you know, a goddess that I really kind of love. Right, and the symbol that we have on the, the podcast, on, on YouTube at least, if you're, yeah. if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this, that there's a symbol of the sun mm-hmm. that we use for Apollo. my name, 
just sort of the Apollo yeah. notion, and I'm sort of the, like the Apollonian side of this mm-hmm. duo. Yeah. And then Alyssa's symbol was a moon with a bow. Yeah, yeah, it's Artemis. And that's the <laughs> Artemis symbol representing yes. kind of more of the, uh, the Dionysian side, I guess, yeah. using that dualism. But Artemis and Apollo are, are brother and sisters. Yeah, so there's twins. Like another sort of dualism going on there. Yeah, and, and Artemis is, um, you know, goddess of many things, but also of the hunt, and she's often imaged with bears, wolves uh deers uh, just lots of animals and she's got this really kind of like natural element of kind of moving through nature and kind of calling upon those instinctual animal energies and being a part of it so anyways yeah, you, sh- you should look up artemis if you haven't because uh, often she's depicted as looking a lot like Alyssa <laughs> in a way that i actually find to be pretty interesting just like big curly hair <laughs> yeah yeah big like dark curly hair yeah. and kind of the build the sort of athleticism but yeah. the, like the muscularness there's, there's yeah i mean i'm sicilian and then yeah. that's kind of you know of Med- of mediterranean people so you know greece roman right. Sicilian, it's right, but, all but really despite similar. that, the, the the depictions of Apollo often look like me too, and I'm definitely not Italian <laughs> That's looking. True, so he's like I, very lith, kind of uh, yeah, like thin and thin kind and of pale, and has like usually sort of like light colored, like blondish. Yeah, it is true. I think like kind that. of being like of the sun. Yeah, um, of the sun. Exactly. He's, he's colored in that way. He's pale, and I'm super pale, and you wouldn't really say I'm of the sun because <laughs> it's like it's like well, you should get out more, Arn, if you're actually of the sun. Um, anyways. We digress. Yes, we digress. Anyways, so these young girls, uh, Athenian girls, go into the forest and they begin doing all these rituals um, around Artemis and they wear bearskins and they dance through the woods and it's meant to kind of help contact them into their own fierce nature and learn about feminine mysteries and just kind of, it's an initiation, you Mm -hmm. might say. Um, kind of, you know, deepening the the maiden's understanding and taking them closer and closer into the, those points of maturity. And so mm. when I read that, I was like, "Ooh, that's that hits for me," yeah. you know. So I thought that was really, really powerful. Yeah, it's an interesting combination of images. I think that the maiden mm. wearing the skin of like the most fearsome beast in yeah. the wild, yeah. and that sort of combining the innocence and the helplessness often mm-hmm. that we sort of think about with the maiden is yeah. it's like fragile and pure sure. and needs yeah. to be protected mm-hmm. and then here she is like wearing the monster's skin and that sort of mingling of energies i think is interesting yes there's also um you know information about um in sort of like Norse mythology that Odin's berserkers they wore bear skins as well mm-hmm. and that helped connect them to superhuman strength and like this this power and this vitality and this instinctual nature that really kind of allows you to like draw on these deeper wells of your own sense of of uh, presentness and strength and of course like the berserkers were like crazy warriors and the athenian girls are just like dancing through the forest but it's it the symbol is still kind of the same right it's like you're doning this natural powerful um, coat like this suit of armor right. and definitely for me in the dream it was like this very ritualistic process and then it was kind of like uh, an invitation for me to to as you said like integrate something that that I need at this time right I, just not to go too much deeper into this but I, it made me this discussion made me think of the um, that movie, The Revenant, mm-hmm. yes, Leonardo yes, DiCaprio's yeah. character, he is, he is like a, a wild man, a mm. mountain man. He's yeah. a trapper. He's he's as much as a human can be like one with the that's wilderness. True. That's yeah. him. Yeah. And the story is all about him being attacked by a bear, yeah. almost killed by a bear, 
but he kills the bear mm-hmm. and then he wears, wears his it, skin yeah. for the rest of the movie yeah. and he like, even has a necklace of its claws yeah. and it's almost like the ultimate symbol of dominating nature is like wearing bear skin yeah almost like yeah. There's, there's nothing that could prove more that you are someone who can survive in the wild than wearing like the the most fearsome monster skin <laughs> right. on top of you right so just the symbol of it is incredibly powerful of uh, conquering nature. And I think that's very interesting. Not that that's necessarily what it means to you in your dream, but perhaps it does. No, I think, I think that's part of what is being connected to. Like there's this, there's this deep, I don't know if I would call it like my ultimate power, but there's something that's really needed at this time. Something I really need to integrate that I'm scared of. It's like, yeah. you know, you're afraid of your own power. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think I kind of am. And it's, and it, and this dream has like begun the, the symbolic expression of that. And it begins with the bear. And I just, by the way, like really love the bringing in of the kind of pop culture mythology the revenant because whenever possible it, it <laughs> that it makes it easier for laymen to uh you know find what we're talking about accessible yeah and so. cause you, you see that these things continue from yeah. you know thousands of years ago in ancient mythology but also we still see these things today so Definitely. you know look around you because you'll find those patterns for yourself to relate to okay all right third dream third dream okay here we go i was hiking up a mountain trail with a small group The trek felt strenuous but invigorating, and I was excited to get to the summit. I hear a rush of noise, and a pack of wolves were suddenly upon us, rushing by me. There were many large black ones and some gray and white. People in my party seemed frightened, and I called out to just let the wolves smell you, stay calm, and not to run. A wolf came up and pressed its muzzle into me. Suddenly, there was a large bear at the top of the trail, and I feel fearful and distressed. In an attempt to get away, I climbed into the trees and jumped from branch to branch. That seemed to be the wrong move because the bear gave chase. Despite the intensity, there was almost a lightheartedness I felt as I moved through the trees. The bear did not seem like it wanted to kill me. The scene changes and there are no more animals. We get to the end point of the trail and I realize we are not at the summit. I express my displeasure, but my hiking mate says we will need to cross to another mountain to get there. Again, breathtaking. The imagery <laughs> Why, here is so powerful and profound. And um, the patterns here are pretty obvious. Yeah. We don't really need to tell the audience. <laughs> like, there seems to be repeating themes here. It's like, you know, it's pretty explicit. But still, um, uh, you're in a small group. Yeah, again, in a group again. You're also in the wild. Yeah, in the wild again. again. And this is a different wilder mountains. Mm-hmm. And... You're going up a mountain yeah. and that's a pretty powerful symbol yeah. and always has been yeah. throughout human history. The notion of the mountain, this thing that rises up and reaches towards heaven, mm-hmm. the thing that all water comes down from and yeah. feeds all the life that surrounds it. And the mountain is really this this universal symbol of individuation, right. the idea of climbing yeah. the mountain. Yeah. You're doing something that's strenuous, dangerous. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really it's not pleasurable in in the, the sense that like, you know, like, Oh, this feels so good. To, like yeah. go up the mountain. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's difficult yeah, and it's, it's hard. it takes a lot of energy out, out of you, but there's something about climbing this thing that feels good. Yes. You're accomplishing something you're rising up 
you're ascending. Yeah. You're going towards the peak. Yeah. Something that you're aiming for in your life that you're struggling, struggling to get towards. Yes. And this dream actually occurred basically right after our first backpacking trip or it was my first backpacking trip mm. and and having that experience of moving out into nature and doing this deeply strenuous difficult challenging task and yet feeling all of this reward afterwards was yeah. something i mean it was my first time like on a backpacking trip and it was not easy but it was uh it was really powerful for me yeah this, this was in yosemite mm-hmm. and this is before the uh the fires broke out and all that um but we did kind of do a harder hike than you were probably prepared to do we did something like 35 miles in in three days a little bit more than that so it was a pretty intense um outdoor experience yes but i felt really kind of at the end of it you know this sense of accomplishment and realization of a lot of my own willpower and um accomplishment that like i think you only get after you've pushed yourself to a type of limit so i'm having this kind of come into the dream and i'm feeling those things like yeah this is a pretty strenuous hike but it's invigorating Mm -hmm. and i'm excited and i really want to get to the summit like i i remember really distinctly feeling that there's something up there and there is something i'm trying to obtain but you know when the dream ends i realize we we were not there like in fact we're not even there we're like not even close and i think that's another kind of fun trick that the unconscious symbol is playing on me Mm -hmm. so you're you're in uh, a group again and the group perhaps is symbolic of a realm that you're entering in where you feel visible where you're putting yourself into the the world of community and the mingling of many personalities Mm -hmm. and many strangers and um, there's something about that that is stressful yeah. compared to doing things alone. But I no think I think what's also interesting, you know, this kind of speaks to the dream series is the dream I had before this one. I was in the group and they were frightened and kind of worried about the mm-hmm. dead bear. And yeah. in this one, uh, the group is kind of freaked out about the pack of wolves. And in both cases... I feel like I have to kind of like rally some part of myself or Mm. I know how to kind of navigate it. And I think part, I think part of what's like going on for me also, these undercurrents of experience is like, I don't know how to trust kind of what I'm moving into. Like I don't trust the collective. I'm actually kind of scared, you know, of, of, and so there's just like this disparity, like they are on my team, right? I'm like trekking Mm. with these people. And yet I don't feel like, uh, we're on the same page um, right. and that's kind of happening in both dreams. So there's certainly something that's speaking to like an in, in individual need and self-reliance versus kind of like what's happening with the, the greater group around me and just mm-hmm. kind of feeling that tension. So there's wolves again, there's but wolves. this time it seems like there's more wolves. Yeah, there's like hella wolves. They're not really running with you <laughs> yeah. in some sense. They don't seem as personal in right. the dream as much as they seem more of kind of a energy that yeah. you are familiar with yeah. that you can tap into, but it isn't really something you own. No, definitely not in this case. And, you know, if I kind of put myself back in that feeling experience of the dream, I recall like just this sudden rush, like a, like a gale force. And it's like the, this wolf pack, like there's a lot of them and they're rushing by. And, Mm. and I kind of think about this idea of 
climbing the mountain as this process of individuation. It's like, what are, what are the forces that are supporting me sometimes very directly and sometimes kind of tangentially, like what's creating that momentum. And I think like whatever the wolf represents for me is something that even when I forget about it, it's there, you know, it's certainly not part of like my trekking party yet. Mm -hmm. There it is suddenly. And and I feel that connection. It's like I know these animals, like I know how to interact with them. And one of them kind of comes and presses its muzzle into my face. And so it's like this reminder, this moment of of maybe even like kind of giving me strength to keep, you know, up with my my hike. Yeah. Um, you know, but then the bear comes. Right. So the the bear as a contrast to the wolves. Yeah. Like the wolves are friendly to you mm-hmm. and they, they represent strength and support. Yeah. And there's, there's sort of a manifestation of the wild or the unknown that mm-hmm. feels empowering that you can approach and say, I feel at home here. Yeah. And then yeah. busting through the wall is like, Oh, there's the bear again. And that's like the, um, you know, the shadow side mm-hmm. of nature. Um, yeah. the bear was dead in the last dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but now this bear is alive and, I think it's interesting to see the bear again. It's been three months since mm. the previous dream that I talked about. And yeah. I don't think if I'm being really honest with myself, I've done like a particularly great job of like integrating my bear coat energy and like qualities. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, yeah, I've made some progress and I'm feeling right. a little bit better, but like I'm still struggling. And I think, you know, if I'm really trying to be critical with myself and and consider what these symbols are talking to. It's like the bear has returned and it's not even dead this time. It's not like, here's the offering, put it on and wear the coat. It's like, right. it's chasing it's like, where's me now. my fur? Yeah. <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> um, but the fact that it busts through and, uh, yeah. you know, you... It's not a friendly energy. It's not the wolf that pushes its muzzle against you right, and feels right. nice. It's, I'm threatened. It's chasing yeah, you. I'm threatened. threatened. And you you try to escape. You yeah. try to escape into the trees, yeah. into the forest. So you right, kind of escape right. into the unconscious yeah, yeah. as opposed to maybe running back down the mountain, yeah. back into town. It's true. It's actually a good point. hopping in a Jeep, which <laughs> is like, a, again, another manifestation of sort of the known yeah. of like yeah, the yeah, city. Yeah, and it's like, well, we got to get out of the, out of the unconscious like because mm-hmm. it's too scary here. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't do that. You kind of lean into it almost. Yeah. It's like, I'll go into the trees. It's like, that's not a good idea for running from a bear. It I know, it's to, really like, stupid. Go into the bear's realm. <laughs> Um, Bears are really good climbers, guys. By the way, right, like. right. So this it's this is interesting. Um, this idea that you kind of lean in as opposed to recoil, which is thanks. That's so nice. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe, or or maybe it's just indication that you're stupid, and you know, yes, I'm just, just a big dumb dumb. You just <laughs> leap into the bear's cave to hide or something. No, like I that. think you have a point yeah. because after that, it was like, oh, the bear doesn't want to kill me. It was almost like there was like not like it was like jolly. I was still like right. running and jumping from like branch to branch, but I realize, kind of, if you compare this back to dream number yeah. one, where it's just like my life is being threatened, and there's this shadow entity, and it's yeah. really scary. It's like when when the bear's like giving chase there's this lightheartedness to it it's almost like it's trying to catch me but it's not gonna like you know just rip me apart when it does right so you jump into the trees you jump into the 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 contents of the unconscious even deeper and when you Mm. do it you feel like you can actually swim and you don't feel like you're drowning you're like hey you know what i can i can do this and you're like a monkey swimming from the trees you're Mm -hmm. like yeah this is all right and the bear's like hey you're all right like (laughs) 
you swing from those trees pretty well. Like, you know, maybe you are one of us. Um, and you, you stop feeling quite so threatened yeah. from the bear. Right, right. And it's not as if like you and the bear become friends. Right, no, we But didn't. the bear kind of nods and it's like, hmm, okay. Yeah. Like, and it like lets you stay Good job almost. This time. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've, you've, you've passed the test. Yeah. It's like what the bear says or something like that. Thanks, Mr. Bear. Yeah. Um, the scene changes after that, you know, yeah. which happens a lot in dreams. It's like something was like really going on. And I think that's like a shift in perspective. And now the perspective is like, well, I'm coming to the end of the trail. And that initial goal that I had of reaching the summit, it's like, mm, no, the journey's not over. In fact, right. you're not actually even like on the right mountain or maybe you were, but now you've just got to like cross <laughs> and like go to another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you climbed the wrong mountain like sorry you wanted that one over there um but yes i mean this is something that you know we even experience literally when we're we're hiking or backpacking or, yeah. you know people have this sensation of like going over the ridge and being like oh that's the top and oh it's like no, no it's not the top and there's uh that's gonna happen to you three more times you're gonna be like i'm finally at the peak and it's like nope and it's like ah but i'm so tired know, like I'm and so you just tired. you have to keep going and yes. that's and that really, you know, is life is like repeatedly thinking like, well, I've arrived and now I'm mm. done. Right. And it's like, right. no, you never arrive. Yeah. You can't, you never stop. You just keep yeah. going and going. There's always a new challenge. There's always a new mountain to climb. Yes. And I, and I really kind of love the like poetic beauty of that. Like, mm. no, there is another mountain to climb, you yeah. know, like you did accomplish something on this one you know mm -hmm. you had all these animals come and gave chase and you're feeling pretty accomplished but like what whatever you're trying to reach which is you know i don't know that kind of ungraspable point of full maturity and individuation you know you shouldn't ever actually arrive at that you always yeah. you have to keep striving and struggling and then having moments of strength and kind of rest and recuperation and then you get back up and you keep going because that's what life should be right like we should keep unfolding and maturing as individuals and i think that's just like a really beautiful reminder from my unconscious at least that like the path continues the journey continues probably gonna be like 10 more bears coming your way so like get ready right so all three dreams, mm -hmm. they're all related. Yeah. They're all coming from you, uh, so they have to be kind of related. But the, the imagery here, yeah, um, you know, you can't ignore it. Yeah. You yeah. wake up, you had this dream, and you're like, wow, another bear dream. Yeah, exactly. So if, if we try to line these up one after the other, they're, they're in succession. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, you know, chronologically yeah. ordered, so there is some progression in your life mm -hmm. that has to happen. It's undeniable, for better or for worse, mm -hmm. but... I wonder, um, is the unknown entity chasing you in the first dream? Is yeah. that the bear? I think it's, I think you could say yes. And it just has taken a deeper form mm -hmm. now. And I don't know, certainly I think like you're always probably like gr grappling with a lot of different unconscious material like at yeah. once, but there is like this undeniable connection in tone and theme and motif through all three of these dreams and like this unknown shadowy thing did eventually sort of materialize into the bear and so like i would hazard a guess like yeah that sounds about right to me right right so over time and th this is true about the shadows it's it's something that it seems like it's just the devourer of worlds basically mm. if you if, if you don't want to confront it yeah and then maybe 
you actually do confront it and you realize you're not a devourer of worlds. You're just a monster. Yeah. And then you confront it further and it's like, you're not even a monster. You're yeah. just a bear. Yeah. And then you confront yeah, yeah. it further and it's like, you're not even a bear. Like you're just like a friendly wolf. Yeah. And you know, actually like you're a friend now and I can yeah. ride you and right. take off into the sunset. Yeah. And this is true about everything that we fear in life mm. as well. I mm. mean, it's just like, it always seems like the things that we don't understand are terrifying yeah. until you dive in yeah. and then you increase the resolution yeah. of your perspective until something reveals itself to not be dangerous at all. Mm. And you just thought it was. Yes. I think that's really sort of uh, a natural development that comes when one's uh, working with that unconscious shadow material mm -hmm. and we're seeing it expressed through dreams that often like whatever's been giving chase for a while will morph as well. And, and so maybe it's really obvious as it morphs and maybe it's not like you, if you just looked at these dreams separately, you wouldn't necessarily think that mm -hmm. shadowy, like no bodied black creepy thing is the bear, but yeah. like actually there's other things that link it. There's the tone, there's the other symbols and you know, how might that shadow material be developing in your dreams over time? So you, like, you only really get to figure that out if you're paying attention to the entire series. And how long is that series going to last? When did it even begin? It's like, I don't know. It's kind of arbitrary almost. It's just like start where you can yeah. and uh, just, you know, see where it's going. And you might kind of have multiple dream series that are maybe speaking to like different struggles or different complexes or different goals and and, and they're kind of interlocking, you know, you know, week after week or sometimes not for three months. And then suddenly you have this dream and you're like, oh, my God, like that's part of like this thing here. So, right. You, you can't expect your dreams to tell a coherent story no, that's like no. going to be obvious mm -hmm. where, where it's like, oh, like I'm going to bed tonight. Like this will be episode two. <laughs> and uh, I know tomorrow will be episode three of yeah. my dream story. And like, I can't <laughs> wait to find out what happens like at the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not that simple. Yeah. And, you know, clearly these, these three dreams have been lined up because they, yes. we can find something happening here mm -hmm. that, that is coherent and makes sense. Yeah. I've had like a ton of other dreams in between these. So, you know, yeah. like understand that, like, because I'm recording them basically every day, um, I, I am able to see like the, the greater patterns. And when I was going to do this episode i immediately was like the bear dreams like i've got to do the bear dreams because yeah. it's this is a really obvious kind of example of that but i hope it really does provide you guys with some insight into how these things are developing um, over time do you have a question for us do you have a dream you'd like us to analyze is there a topic you'd like us to cover we want to hear from you Contact us through a submission form, which can be found on our Instagram page at Golden Shadow Podcast. Or if you're listening on YouTube, you can find the link in the description down below. Thanks for listening. See you later. If you find this podcast useful, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash golden shadow podcast. Thank you. <laughs>